Welcome back to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, balance and relationship advisor for bold women in business and a few brave men. Welcome back to week two of Selfish September. This is really exciting. You guys know from last week's podcast, if you don't go back and listen to it, um, how incredibly important it is to take care of you, to squeeze in some me time and to make it count where it matters, to be completely honest. You know, September being the first month of first starts for a lot of things, kids back to school, some of you are starting new promotions, some of you are preparing for religious holidays that signify the beginning of your new year. And for some businesses, this actually is the beginning of a fiscal year for many, many. So we want to take advantage of that and really rock out September by being intentional and taking care of ourselves. So every week, as promised for the month of September, I said that we would kind of break down and niche a specific kind of conversation around what it means to be selfish in addition to carving out that 10, 20, 30 minutes, 90 minutes or so for yourself, preferably daily, but for some people on a weekly basis, depending on what's happening, there's a lot of things that we need to take care of in order to make room for that time, as well as making sure that when we have that time, whatever it looks like, we can actually enjoy ourselves. Remember, the redefinition of selfish is literally taking care of yourself so you have the energy and the fuel to be selfless and take care of everyone else and everything else that you're technically responsible for. And I say technically because some of you are taking on some responsibilities that have absolutely nothing to do with anything except for your people-pleasing part of yourself. And that's a whole separate conversation. So today I want to just take a few minutes and tackle avoiding by confronting. I think it's an important concept to swallow and digest and really get in your get in your headspace about. We have to avoid some things in order to confront them. For instance... Avoiding stress-induced illnesses. You know how you can do that? By confronting the triggers that's causing it in the first place. (laughs) I know it sounds a little provocative. And for some people, you're like, what? What is she talking about? I mean, think about it. A lot of the things that are happening in our lives that make our quote-unquote selfish time a little bit hard to uh, handle, to have, or even for you to want is you don't really want time with yourself sometimes because you think about all the other things that you have on your plate, your head is spinning, you're inside your head, you can't get out of it. And I talk about that a lot in the presentations and the lunch and learns and the micro retreats and all that good stuff that we do under FigPro, our company, we handle a lot of that stuff. And the thing that comes up for many, many people is, you know what, Nikita, when I get three hours or four hours, I can't turn it off. I can't get out of my head with everything that I have going on. And some of the side effects of that are stress-induced illnesses, which are spikes in blood pressure, for some people, cardiovascular diseases, for some people, their insulin is rising, and if they don't already have diabetes, they're putting themselves at higher risk for it, and the list goes on and on. From even those smaller things that you're not necessarily stacking up, like the people who are suffering with migraines, or really severe headaches, or those gastrointestinal pains and conditions and GERD and acid reflux and all that stuff, a lot of it is linked in addition to some genetic predisposition that you might have, it's exacerbated if you already have the coding for it 
because of stress-induced illnesses, which is obviously, hint, hint, coming from stress. So let's avoid having some of those issues or minimize how often we might already have them if that's something you're already prone to by confronting the trigger for it. Look at what's causing your headache. Who is stressing you out? What is stressing you out? Look at you first, because you know how I feel. If you could see me right now doing this podcast, you know I'm pointing to the top of my head, first partaker. You have to look at it. You know, sometimes it's not the other person that is irking my soul so much and causing my headache or making my stomach hurt or causing some issues in my lower back because everyone handles their stress in different places. Sometimes it's because I, me being the trigger, allow myself for them to have some some stake in my life, in my headspace. You don't owe anyone anything. And the sooner you get that, including your your emotional space, the better off you'll be. Just because we were friends 20 years ago and we were ride or dies, we were cool, we were going to cafes. For some of you, if you're young enough, you were going to clubs. You know, even if it was two years ago when you were hanging real tight and you just grew apart, you don't owe that person or those people time on your calendar right now. You don't have to take their email. You don't have to take their phone call. And if you choose to, because maybe it wasn't any, you know, super negative reason for why you're not in constant communication now, maybe it's just life and time and different interests or whatever the case is, you can respond, you know, when you have time, you don't have to like add that to your plate today. I was talking to someone the other day who uh, really just kind of made a lot of issues that weren't real significant issues a thing to them. They were already projecting, you know, I have to take care of my parents. I have, mind you, the parents are healthy and fine and not in need of financial support or anything, but they were immediately projecting future issues into the right now. I got to take care of my family and I got to take care of my, my fiance and I got to take care of, you know, this house hunt that we're doing and I got to switch jobs. Like everything was like a right now urgent situation. And instead of doing something a little tangible to deal with those triggers and, you know, work with themselves by confronting is looking at why is everything so urgent? What are you not really dealing with that you're stuffing all of these other problems into that are kind of spilling out and oozing out into the all these, not necessarily superficial, I wanna use that word, but some things are real potential issues that are just not a right now issue. They're stuffing it all into a right now pot and it is boiling over. So my advice to them, you know, dealing with the specific things that they were dealing with at the time was breathe, <laughs> back up, swallow, Take a sip of water if you got some, nothing stronger. I know some of you people out there are like, I need some vodka, I need some. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't need to cause a habit or create a vice to deal with something because now you're just causing a whole other set of problems. Just literally back up, breathe deeply, massage your organs with some deep breathing, relax the inside of your body so the outside of your body can be a lot less tense. It really does help. Three seconds in, blow five seconds out. That's to start. For some of your more advanced people, you're doing five seconds in, a two-second hold, and then five seconds out in terms of inhale, hold, exhale. Breathe deep. Focus on the moment. What do you need to take care of this minute, this hour, this day, tomorrow morning, this week? 
perhaps if necessary for things that take a lot more pre-planning and some smaller micro actions to build up, maybe even stick with the next 30 days at most. But don't go beyond that because the reality is you can't handle it anyway. Something that's not going to happen for three or six months. I'm not saying that you're not going to have to take micro actions at some point, but not today. Especially if you have 5,000 other things that really do need to be handled in the next 24 to 48 hours or so. You have to back up a little bit and look at the moment. Focus on it. Pay attention. What do you have control over Today, this second that you can add value to prevent the fire from happening, blow the fire out, what is that right now as opposed to what's happening in 30 plus days from now? And keep perspective. Like so many people are so busy being quote unquote ultra achievers, which I qualify as one of them too. I put myself right in that box. I'm an ultra achiever and part of the Failure of ultra achievers as we typically skip past the moment that we should be grateful for. We'll say the right things. We'll wake up in the morning and say, okay, you know, God, I'm grateful for this moment. Thank you for mobility in my limbs. Thank you for my health and wellness and for my family. Okay, move. And then you go through your whole entire day looking for all the holes in the wall, for all the problems to fix, for all the gaps that have to be filled. And you're not appreciating the gap that maybe you filled at 7 a.m. or the gap that you filled at 11 a.m. Like you're just skipping the gratitude for those moments because you don't have a qualifying perspective. Meanwhile, you are stressing yourself out. So confront your triggers. One of your triggers, not talking about the people who are energy zapping, which we can talk about in a second, one of the main triggers is yourself. You are not taking a second to sit back and look at, all right, who am I in this moment? Not who am I going to be when I grow up? That's a question you do need to ask yourself. That's something you do need to start planning for. But if you're already feeling overwhelmed, that's not the question you have to tackle in that second when you're already overwhelmed. All you're doing is just adding gasoline to the fire in that in that particular incident instance if you're already moving super, super forward in futuristic thinking. Stop it. Literally, stop it. That is my number one piece of advice. Before you do any breathing, before you focus on the moment, before you keep perspective, stop. Literally put yourself on pause for a second. You know, you guys know I do a permission to pause micro retreat and I'm always talking about it. And that's typically for connection, connecting and building relationships and enjoying your me time and all that. But in this particular instance, I'm instance, I can't talk today. I'm talking about pausing in your tracks for all the crazy stuff going on your mental highway that you seem like you can't keep up with. Yet you're trying, you're complaining about it, not even necessarily to other people, even inside your head. And that verbal noise that you're causing inside your headspace is totally drowning out the praise and the the advanced thank you for the things that you want to speak life into and totally muffling and squishing and squeezing your ability to say, look at what I do really have. You have your health today. Maybe normally you suffer from migraines and today you don't have one. Like be thankful and not in a sarcastic, you know, like, oh, good. I'm you know, glad I don't have no headache today. Like, no, really, for real. What does a headache do to you or migraine do to you when you really have one? It like damages your entire day. It suppresses your ability to be focused and to be clear and to be 
as productive as you can. And I'm picking on headaches, but you can apply that to gastrointestinal things like IBS and Crohn's and thyroticulitis and all kinds of other things. Like you can, uh, you know, transpose that on so many other ailments and issues, muscles, pain, strains and aches and, you know, all of it. (laughs) But what would your life be like in this moment if you had it? right now happening to you as opposed to the moment you can be thankful for that you're not having it. The fact that you have a home and shelter and your house isn't underwater right now. And no, you may not be able to protect your family who's in Texas or in Barbados or in the Dominican Republic or in any of those places where they're dealing with that right now. No, you are, you can't handle that, you you know, from a mental space of like, what can I do? What can I do? But if you stress yourself into a hole, you aren't good for them. You know, when they actually do contact you and they need a place of respite, if you're in a freaking hospital because you didn't stress yourself out, how are you helpful? How are you helpful? And, you know, when they finally say, hey, I'm at this safe location and we really could use water or food or money, how are you helpful if you're incapacitated and you're in the bed or you can't even think and process in order to get to the ATM and send them the check or whatever the case is? I know I'm being a little facetious on some levels, but I'm I'm really being honest about that on so many planes because we forget how helpful we could be if we could just take care of ourselves and be selfish partially by avoiding through confronting, which is super, super important. Um, the other thing that I think we should consider in terms of the avoiding by confronting is avoiding the burden by confronting with forgiveness. You know, there's a lot of burden that comes in our lives from so many people, so many places, so much guilt, so many places and spaces we think we should be, we wish we could be. And there's this burden of responsibility that weighs us down on the, you know, I should have been doing this by this age. I should have this stuff together by now. You know, I'm a um, a CEO, a VP, a director, a project manager, a coach, a counselor, you know, whatever it is that you do in your quote unquote day life, whether it's tied to your purpose or not, but perhaps you feel like you're not where you should be in the, the success of that process or that part of the process. And we're not forgiving ourselves. And part of why we're not forgiving ourselves is because one, we're not slowing down enough to do it. Two, it's uncomfortable and it's awkward and it's a really challenging situation to be in and sometimes it's other people that we're not forgiving you know your parents like my parents may not have been the the best you know they may have only been working within the limitations of what they could based on what they received from their own parents and I'm not excusing a abuse or high level dysfunction or any of those kinds of things. Cause if you know me at all, you know me well enough to know, I think all of them deserve a beat down for that. And then, you know, get up, hug them, love them and keep it moving. But I'm definitely not an advocate for saying, you know, just dismiss it or, you know, that saying where they're like, oh, that's just Lisa. That's just Tom. You know, that's just how they are. I don't subscribe to that. It's not just anybody. You allow people to be certain ways in your life when you're of age and at a, you know, in a space in your life and time in a safety space when you have the ability to say no. You just choose 
not to say it for whatever is going on in your life. But aside from those things, those men who hurt you, the women who betrayed you, and I'm talking about intimate relationships as well as platonic relationships, you know, that supervisor that stole your idea, you know, or always constantly, you know, uses you as a resource outside of the meeting room. But when you get in the meeting, they never give you any kind of credit for anything. I'm talking about all that stuff from the individual bedroom style intimacy all the way to the boardroom and a team building community where you don't feel like there's any leadership management or effective team building happening. Applying it all, we have to literally confront the fact that we're burdened by all of this anger, all of this frustration, all of this drama, and for some subliminal and vicarious trauma, partially because we're not forgiving and we need to move in a space where we're willing to be uncomfortable and awkward in those situations. It's a very uncomfortable thing to call someone up or to take them to lunch or to knock on their door and say, hey, you really hurt me. I thought you were a good friend. I believed you. I trusted you. I shared, you know, secret or private thoughts with you or shared ideas in the early stages with you to just have you be a sounding board or to get some feedback and yet you took those ideas or those thoughts or those feelings and share them in your pillow talk with someone else or share them with another person that no one gave you permission to do and you're doing all this stuff in secret thinking it doesn't get back to me but it does I know that you're sharing stuff I found out whether I need to confirm it with you or not and that really hurt me we're not saying any of those things because those kind of confrontations are awkward and they're uncomfortable. But if we're willing to do it, not for the purpose of starting or having an argument or a debate or Lord forbid, if you're young, a street fight, it's because we need to, you know, not because you're, you're putting yourself in a space where you need to be at a place of resolve where you can say, you know what, I'm sharing this with you not to pick a fight and, you know, blow it up out of proportion or, you know, maybe the proportion is as big as it needs to be, but I'm not doing it to make you feel bad. I'm putting it out there so you're not confused or conflicted with why are we not talking anymore? I don't know what happened with him. I don't know what happened to her. Just all of a sudden they weren't calling me anymore. All of a sudden we weren't talking. Maybe put it out there, make it you know, make it plain. I'm not, I'm also really clear that I'm not trying to reemerge any relationship because the trust was broken, but I want you to know, and I want you to know because I forgive you, but I want you to understand what I'm forgiving you for. Now, what they do with their forgiveness is on them. Some people, including yourself, isn't going to want to accept it because they want to resolve by, you know, trying to justify all the things that they did, show you how it was mis. um, perceived and you know you just didn't understand and all that kind of good jazz whether there's truth to that or not maybe you've just already resolved that you no longer want to engage in that kind of relationship but you don't need the burden of frustration anger and guilt because they didn't earn that space in your heart and in your life let alone in your mind because what's happening people is you're going you know you're getting your two hours of time to yourself occasionally you're going to the movies with girlfriends you're linking up for dinners and lunches and all you're doing during that time is thinking and or talking about other people that you should have forgiven instead of really using that time to be 
selfish (laughs) to really push the selfish agenda as a way to refuel yourself you're not doing that you're spending it on so many other things and of course you can transfer this proverbial conversation of another person and yourself onto your work maybe there's the burden of things not done of things that you wish you could get done well forgive yourself for not doing it that hour passed already all right you know what Nikita you didn't create that program the way you wanted to you had all this technology challenges or whatever the issue was all right you can't do anything about the fact that you wanted it to start by, you know, August 1st. August is gone. It's September. Keep it moving. You know, give yourself enough room to swallow the fact that there's a lesson in that. Maybe the lesson is you packed your schedule too tight. Maybe you weren't being unreal. Maybe you were being unrealistic about the tools or resources or assistance that you would need it. You know, take the lesson from it, of course, and then forgive yourself and move forward. So it really is linked, of course, always. Selfish is partially linked to you being able to avoid some things by confronting. The last thing that I would invite you to avoid by confronting is avoid competition by confronting why you're afraid of camaraderie. And some of it is linked to the the burden and confronting forgiveness and all that stuff that we were talking about, because a lot of the competition that we find ourselves in, you know, with, you know, in our mind, in reality with ourselves, as well as with other people. And I'm not just talking about business, but business is definitely a big part of it. Projects at work, definitely a big part of it. Sometimes we're always in competition mode because we're afraid that by collaborating with someone else and finding that joint um complementary alignment that we can have by being opposite enough or having some shared interest that we can use to really, I don't want to overuse the word synergy, but to synergize something with powerful momentum, whatever that project or partnership, potential partnership could be, is because we're afraid that that other person or that other part of the process will expose our vulnerable areas. You know, people will really see that we don't have it all together like we did when, you know, they talk to us over coffee for 30 minutes. People will see that we're not as uh, wealthy or well put together or our relationship isn't as healthy and wonderful and beautiful as the glimmer that they got at one point in time. And that's the standard that perhaps we let alone they are holding ourselves to. You know, sometimes that's part of why we're not open to those camaraderie, collaborative, potential partnerships that we should for the best effort of just getting something done. So I say really look at how, how interested, you know, how much does, how, how much, um, is it worth to you? That was the word I was looking, the phrase I was looking for. How much is it worth to you to get something completed or to get something done? If you want to one day have, I don't know, Disney as a client and one of the best ways for you to get there is to build a, a strong partnership, not just a relationship, but a partnership with someone who might on paper be competitive to you. Are you willing to put in the cost and move your ego aside a little bit, you know, put some strategy in place that he and or she can also do so you guys can come together and go after that big monmouth of a client like, say, a Disney. And you can apply that, of course, to projects that have to get get done at work. Maybe a certain project being completed will give you an advantage for that next promotion you want or, you know, to build your portfolio in the way that you want so that you can create the exit strategy from that particular location, that organization that you want 
located wherever they are in the region or the world, but you have to partner up. So why are you afraid to do it? I'm sure you've been hurt before. I'm sure you've had people take ideas, uh, not give you credit, not give you recognition, not reward you. I'm sure it's happened. So take the lesson from that. What can you do differently? Can you put a non-disclosure in place? Can you put a non-complete, non-compete in place? in place when it comes to that particular project or client, you know, and obviously you can adjust the language and all that kind of stuff. If it's a business matter, if it's an internal organizational collaboration, that chick or that dude that you really just don't want to work with because you know, you know, they're not the, the best and the highest in integrity. However, they are the best person to get the job done with for you to, you know, have that project completed or whatever the case is. If that is, you know, what's in front of you, what are you willing to put into it? Can you be strategic about that? Be honest and upfront, which is something that they're not doing. And I guarantee you that they'll respect it. They'll think they have a leg up on you, but they'll feel like, okay, because, you know, I was looking at you sideways too. And even though they may not be 100%, the way you're 100% invested in getting that project done or that partnership completed for the ultimate goal, you know, use some wisdom. Protect your intellectual property in the best way you can by still revealing enough to get whatever it is done, done, and not necessarily opening yourself up to the whole or opening them up to your whole enchilada, so to speak. I know that was a really horrible analogy, but you got the point. I know you did. So just to review really quickly, you can avoid stress-induced illnesses by confronting your triggers. You can avoid burden by confronting with forgiveness and you can avoid that uh, icky sticky competition that's unnecessary by confronting what you're afraid of and building the camaraderie so I would like to give you you guys know I want to keep this short and sweet because I want you to have more time to be selfish Um, I'm creating a selfish movement and it might be slow and organic build but I'm totally okay with that because I run into people over and over again those amazing bold women in business and of course lots of I always say a few but I'm running into a lot more brave men who really want to you know create personal growth for themselves that want to have that space and time to grow and develop and be a better human and a better person physically mentally emotionally spiritually the whole nine and of course financially and within all of their relationships and because of that I would like you guys as kind of a call to action for this podcast for the bold and the brave I would love you to create somewhere between a 30 and 50 second video um, where you're just explaining. And for those of you who don't like video, of course, you can do a meme, like a quote, you know, some kind of quote meme that you make a little bit jazzed up or you can keep it simple, whatever works for you. And just explain how you plan to be unapologetically selfish this week. You know, whatever week you're hearing this, because I know some of you will hear it after this particular second week in September, just Create it. What are you going to do for yourself? How are you going to make room for you? How are you going to create some boundaries and, you know, let go and avoid some of the burden related issues and all the things that we talked about today? How are you going to do that? But please, please tag me in it by just saying hashtag balance boldly, which is obviously the name of this podcast, balance boldly, and put hashtag push selfish, P-U-S-H 
selfish. I would love for you to do that because I want to play around with that hashtag a little bit because it's linked to some other stuff. I think it's really important. I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. We're going to create some challenges and all kinds of, you know, awards and recognition and all kinds of games and all kinds of things that we'll do later on. But for now, just figure out how you're going to take care of you with some selfish me time in a very unapologetic way. And again, 30 to 50 second video um, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Those are kind of the main places that you can post it, but use the hashtag balance boldly and hashtag push selfish. I think that would be pretty incredible. And of course, you guys know, I am more than excited to talk to you to answer any of your questions that you have for me. Just go on Twitter specifically at Balance Boldly. um, So we can have a conversation and continue where we left off. I have all kinds of ideas and tips and tricks for how you can carve out your selfish time. And I'm happy to give you even more than what you got today. So any questions you guys know, ask Nikita at thickpro.com and I'm more than happy to help but I love to engage live so please do that no direct messages please that's so sucky sometimes because I don't check direct messages the way that I would like just you know be bold and brave and put it out there if it's super super personal email it to ask Nikita at thickpro but otherwise just come on over to twitter at balance boldly and we can continue the conversation I look forward to engaging with you so until the next episode set an intention and enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.